Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Oz Yashir Yisrael. Then the Jewish people sang. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parashas Chukas. That year, Shabbos Parashas Chukas was in the seventh day of the month of Tammuz, in the year Tavshin Men Gimel, which is exactly 39 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where the Jewish people sang Shira, they sang praise to Hashem, and they said, Oz Yashir Yisrael. Then the Jewish people sang, as Hashira Azois, this song, Ali Be'er Enulah, for the well of water that was provided to them um, when when they when they were uh, needed water, so they 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 sang the song to Hashem to thank Hashem for the for the gift of water. So the Rebbe says we know that Torah is nitzchis, Torah is everlasting. That means in general the whole Torah is everlasting, which includes obviously this song. Now, so therefore. Since Torah is everlasting and including the song, so there must be a lesson in these verses that's not only a lesson in the past, but it's an everlasting le- message to each and every one of us. And the Rebbe says especially, like we know it's brought down in the Talmud, where the Talmud discusses about the different songs that were su- sung in the Bet HaMikdash. The Talmud says that there are three different songs that the Jewish people sang. So the question in the Talmud was, when should they sing them? all at once, or at different times, etc. So the Talmud says that what they did was, there were three songs, they divided it up to three songs. One Shabbos, they sang one song, the second Shabbos, the second one, and the third, a different one. In other words, so this song of Az Yashri Yisrael Zerazira Azayish Ali Be'er Enulah, they sang every third week on the Mincha, on the afternoon um, uh, service in the temple, which they, which when they brought up the Tamit Shabbat Nabayim, the, the sacrifice of, of, the, of the evening. So you see that the song is not just a song that they sang in the past, thanks for the well, but it's something which continued on traditionally, even in the temple they sang the song. So you see that the song is not just a one-time shot, it's something which continued on. And because the fact is, they used to sing it in the temple every single third Shabbat when they brought up the afternoon sacrifices. So therefore, back to Rebbe's point, so the lesson from it is not is a lesson which applies to us in present, and it's an everlasting lesson. And it's an everlasting, not only to certain Jewish people, it's an everlasting lesson for everybody. Because the fact is, the song says, Az Yashri Yisrael, all the Jewish people sang it. So if everybody sang it, it's a lesson to everybody. It's a lesson that applies to each and every one of us. And not only that, Rebbe said a step further, because this song, which is associated with the with the well of water that the Jewish people had water to drink, is actually um, is more has a more and a deeper connection to each other. Us more than the song they sang when we left Egypt. When we sang Az Yashir. Why? Because when we left Egypt, which is called the Shira of the Yam, um, what does it say in the song when he sang the Az Yashir, which we actually say every day in the prayers? So it says Az Yashir Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu sang then Uvnei Yisrael and the Jewish people. So you see from the song, the song divides Moshe Rabbeinu, Az Yashir Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu had his own identity, and Bnei Yisrael had their own identity. <clears throat> and, uh, however, when it comes to this song, Ali Be'er Enulah, it says, no, all the Jewish people sang together. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is not in its own category. 
So you see that this song, in a certain way, is more pertaining to everybody because it's more inclusive and doesn't differentiate between Moshe and the Jewish people. And there is a step further where we see the, the, the difference between the song of, of, the, of the well and the song of Shiraz Hayam based on what it says in the Talmud. The Talmud says as follows, that when it says, Az Yosher Moshe, in reference to when we crossed the sea, we went out of Egypt, and the Jewish people refer, referring to the song of the, of the sea. In other words, the way the way the way the Jewish people sang the song was the Talmud tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu would read the song, and the Jewish people didn't sing the song. They just said Amen, and they responded to Moshe Rabbeinu. Different ways that he said it, but the point is that you see that it's not like we all sang it together. Moshe Rabbeinu sang it, and we responded. However, this song, everyone said it together. So you see there's something unique and powerful about this specific song that all, everyone is unified, it was all sung together. So therefore, since it's all sung together, there's no difference between Moshe and the Jewish people, and we all sang it together, not like the Shira of the Yam. So you see that the lesson over here is an everlasting lesson, and it's a lesson that applies to each and every one of us. So now Jerry goes to ask another question. What does it say in the song? Az Yashri Yisrael, the Jewish people sang. And what did we sing? Ali Be'er, that the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 well, um, should go up, and along, and respond to it. So everybody ask one second. Ali Be'er means in the future. In the future it should go up. But the fact is, the water already we had before. Because why are they singing Shira? They're singing Shira for the, for the water that they got from the well. So what does it mean, Ali Be'er, future tense? Another question. Also, <clears throat> what does it mean Enola, we should add, that, that they responded to it? That as if Enola that it responds by itself. Aliba Enola. Well, who's responding? What are they responding? It seems like as if it's going to be an automatic response. Drebber says now also we know that generally speaking, there's a physical be'er, there's a physical well of water, stream of water. But then we know on a spiritual level, be'er, the well is referring to the Jewish people. Like it says in the prophets, and over there, what is the well referring to? It's referring to the Jewish people. And it's referring to the souls of the Jewish people. And like Yahshua explains in Tanya, in the famous classic chapter, chapter 32, that when the Jewish people, when the power of the Jewish people is, and the real beauty of the Jewish people is, when we make our souls the main thing, and our body secondary, and that's how we can have real unity. So you see again that the song is connected to what? To the Jewish people. And the spheroids, according to Kabbalah, what is the El Well referring to? It's referring to the idea of what is Sphiros Malchus. Okay. So that's more or less the questions the Rebbe has on this verse. So the Rebbe says, in order to understand this, he's going to introduce a verse from the prophets. And the prophet says like this, Me'ein ganim, be'er ma'im chayim, v'noizlim minilvonim. So what does the prophet say? Mayan is referring to um, the, the, the spring of water, Ganim in the garden, Be'er is the well of Mayim Chaim, uh, water that's alive, Menoizlim and it drips down from Lebanon. That's the verse. Now the Rebbe says it's, it's, it's explained in the different Hasidic discourses from the different Chabad Rebbeim, starting from the Kutik Torah, which is in the altar on this parsha, up until the, the Hasidic discourses from the previous Rebbe, and specifically the Hasidic discourse from the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, and this parsha, uh, that that he wrote it in the in the um, in the editions with with all the different notes, etc. And he explained they explained over there as follows: 
that this verse of is referring to referring to on a spiritual level about the quality of the souls of the Jewish people that's point number one and the ultimate purpose why we came down to this world so again even though it looks like a, a simple verse talking about a spring of water a well of water uh, dripping down from Lebanon right that's what it looks like but according to Kabbalah that never brings from all these Chabad that explain that this verse is not just talking I mean even though on a, on a physical level yes but on a spiritual level it's speaking about the quality of the souls of the Jewish people and the reason why the neshama came down to this world. And they explain as follows. The first thing, what does it say? Mayan, the spring, ganim of the garden, is referring to the level of the neshama, level of soul, the way it's on high before it came down to this world. That's the first part of the verse. Referring to the level of the soul, the way it's on high before it came down to this world. The second part of the verse where it speaks about Be'er Mayim Chaim, the well of living waters, is referring to the way the soul comes down into the body and into this physical world. So again, the first part is the way the soul's on high. The second part is the way the soul comes down to this world. And this is the difference between the Mayan, a spring, and a well. In other words, because a spring, what's a spring? Who created a spring? Nobody. Hashem created it. And that's why it's referring to the soul the way it's on high. On the other hand, the well, how does a well happen? A well, a well is water on the ground, but the well, the way a well happens is when you dig, when a person goes ahead and digs, then the well comes out. Just like we know that the patriarchs, they were busy digging wells. And that's referring to the spiritual service of the souls down this world digging wells. <clears throat> and now they're just going to explain it. So again, so the first part of the verse is referring to the souls the way they are on high, just like the spring is coming from Hashem. And the second part is referring to are the souls coming down to this world. And we know in order to have a well, you have to dig in the ground. And Gerber explains like this. In reference to the souls, the first part, the way they are on high, so it says in the prophets, a verse as follows. Chai Hashem, swearing by Hashem, Elokei Yisrael, the God, of, the God of the Jewish people, Asher Amadati Lefonav, like I, that I stood in front of him. Now, what does that mean on a, on a spiritual level? That the place where the soul stands is the highest level, on the level when the soul's on high, closest to Hashem, like in the world of Atzilut. So it's called Tohirahi, it's pure. And we, like we say, for example, in the prayers, the soul that you gave me, Tohirahi. So when you say the soul that you've given me is pure, it's not talking about the soul comes down to this world. Once it's in this world, it's not so pure. It gets involved in, in the in the drama and the, and the static of the world. But we're talking about the way the, the souls in the world of Atzilus, which is actually even higher the way the souls are carved out or carved into under the, the throne of Hashem. So Tahira is the purest part of the soul. Now, so since the souls on high are very, very pure, that's why it's called the Mayan, the spring. Why? Because how is it, again, like we discussed before, how is a, how is a Mayan happen? It comes from Hashem. And as we know, not only does it come from Hashem, the Mayan, because it's a spring that comes from Hashem and it's so pure, so the purification of a spring is only with a drop because the spring is so pure that it has the power to purify. And also there's no difference how it purifies. It knows it even purifies if the water is flowing because normally if it's flowing already, it's a problem because it's stopped. But the, 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 if something is coming from a spring, it can, it, can, it can purify even if it's flowing. And also the spring has the power to purify from the hardest levels of impurity. 
So you see that when you're dealing with the finest purity, you're dealing with the Neshama the way it's on high, which is connected to the spring, and the spring is 100% pure. And that's why it says Mayan, the spring, Ganim, plural. Why plural? Because it's referring to the different levels of Ganadin the Elyon, the high level of Garden of Eden, and also the low level of Garden of Eden. Even though um, there's, there's infinite levels of Ganadin, but generally speaking, there's two levels. There's Ganadin the Elyon, the high level of Ganadin, the lower level of Ganadin. And that's why it says Mayan Ganim in a plural level. Because why? Because Mayan is referring to the soul, the way it's, you know, on the highest level of purity. But when it comes down um, to the level of Gan Eden, so then it, it takes it takes with it also the idea of what? Of the Garden of Eden. Now, so that's the first level. The first level is where the soul's on high and 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 the and and comes down comes down to this world and that's why it's connected to the idea of the mayan the spring because it's coming from our shaman has the power to purify in all levels now but then what happens once a soul comes down to this world so it comes down like it's called coming from the highest level for coming one with hashem and coming down to this this materialistic world that god has not even noticed so then in this world what's the soul called it's called a be'er mayim chayim it's still a soul, still the neshama. It's a well of, of of living water. In other words, just like if you look at a, a physical well, what's a well? A well is basically you have water, and water goes through it. It travels in in the earth in the earth. So just like the water travels in the earth, and then you pierce, the, you make a hole, and the water comes out. So it's originally it was pure water. It went through the earth, and then you bring it out. So the same thing also to, when you look at the souls. The souls come into this world, it deals with the world, it has to go through the challenges of the world and the body. And after it goes through the, the struggles of the world, the neshama comes out and it shines and actually goes to a higher level. Like it says that the, the, in the Talmud, that the earth is basically porous. It means water can go through the earth. And, and, and the water goes through the different veins on the earth. And then when you dig into the earth, what does it mean you're digging in the earth? So basically you're taking away the thing that's covering up, whether it's earth, whether it's stones, uh, or whatever's cover, whatever, whatever blocking the water that's in the earth. And then you have a well. And then what happens, the well comes and it flows from under the earth and it comes, so to speak, melmatilamayla goes back and it goes back and you can actually benefit from the water. So the same thing also, the, the, our spiritual work in this world is to take away, just like when you want to have a well, you have to take away the earth and the dirt and all the, the schmutz and all the junk. The same thing also, our job in this world is to take away anything that's concealing, anything that's hiding um, the, the, the revelation of God, which is on the level of, of earth and stones, etc. And then when you do that, then the Neshama reaches the level of Be'er Ma'im Chaim, which it's a living, it's, it's a well which is flowing living water. Now, so we learned already, what well, so far, two important components. One is the way the neshama is on high, which is compared to the to the spring of water. And the second way is the neshama comes down to this world, which is compared to the well that you go th- goes through the earth, but then after the earth it comes out and you have, you have living water. Now, we know that it's brought down many, many places to this. Why does the soul come down to this world? Think about it. The water was pure. It goes through the earth and then you have the well. The soul was on high, 
It comes through, deals with the physical body, the darkness, the world. And then you have it, you have, you have the, the soul comes out. Let the soul come out without dealing with the body. Let the water come out without dealing with the earth. And the answer is, and I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it, that the Yerida of the Neshama, the Neshama comes down into this world, which is a Yerida, it's a downgrade, it has to deal with the earth, that's has to deal with concealment. It's because of Tzorich Aliyah, to create a greater elevation afterwards. Which, in other words, it's not just that it goes back to square one. It goes to a place higher than it started from. So based on this, the Rebbe explains, so since what we learned till now, Mayan is the spring that comes directly from Hashem, Be'er Mayim Chaim goes to the earth, and then you have the water. So based on this, since you read the Tzorich the downgrade is for an upgrade, so the Be'er Mayim Chaim actually is on a higher level than the, than the, than the spring, because the spring is a spring straight from Hashem. But in order to have the Be'er Mayim Chaim, to have the water that comes through the earth, that's on a higher level. The same thing also in the Shema, when it goes through its challenges, and it comes out, it's on a higher level than the Shema that was before. And that's why the Be'er, the well, what is it called? Mayim Chaim, living waters. And like Jeff says, this is the difference between a Be'er and a Be'er. They sound, they sound the same. A Be'er is spelled Be'ez Aleph Reish. A well is spelled Be'ez Aleph Reish. Be'ez and Reish are the same, and Aleph are the middle. A Be'er, a pit in the ground, is Be'ez Vav Reish. What's the difference? It's a big difference. When you're dealing with a boyer, which is basically an empty pit with the vav inside in the middle of the letter, what it's basically it's it's a, a cistern. It's a holds water. Also, does is it holds water in the Hebrew? It's called, it's called a mikvah. It holds water. What does that mean? That water is in that boyer, that pit. So that's what a, that's what a boyer is. A boyer is a cistern that holds water. However, a bear, a well. No, that's different. It actually, the water is actually flowing from the source of the water. And that's, that's actually why it's called Mayim Chayim, living waters. Because what happens is when the water goes from its source and it goes through the earth, it goes from being called regular Mayim, regular water, and it's actually called Mayim Chayim, living waters, because it was able to fight, it was able to fight through the earth and come out alive. That's why it's called Mayim Chayim. And this water, the water that goes through the earth, which is called Be'er Mayim Chayim, is actually higher than the water from the sea. Why? Because if you go to the sea, the water is salty water. However, the water in the in 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 the well, it was, even though it started out of salty water, because it goes through the earth, what happens is when it goes through the veins of the earth, the water goes from being salty to being sweet. Mayim Chayim becomes water that's alive and sweet. So the same thing, and, and, and the same thing also applies when it comes to purity. In other words, there are certain things that you can put into the, to the sea, it's not, it doesn't become pure. However, you put it into the Mayim Chayim, the living waters, the sweet water, it does purify it. And it purifies any impurity. Even the worst type of impurity gets purified in Be'er Mayim Chayim, in the water that went through the earth. So that's in the parable with the water. And the same thing applies with the Neshama. With the soul. Where the soul originally was connected to Hashem. But then it went through the body and all the struggles of life. And when it comes out and the soul is shining after a good challenge. So what happens when the soul goes through this world. And it struggles with the concealment. And all the challenges of the, wor- the, of the, of the physical world. What happens is the soul gets elevated to the level of Mayim Chayim. Waters that are alive. And as the Neshama becomes really, really sweet. Which is much higher than the regular water. 
And then the soul gets elevated higher than before, and it's actually called Mayan Ganim. It reaches a higher level than even the idea of the, 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 um, the, the spring from the garden. Now, <clears throat> so that's what we learned already three things. One is the way the soul's on high. Two, the way the soul comes down in this world. But B, and more importantly, that when the soul comes down in this world, through coming down this world, it gets elevated to a higher level. Just like the idea of Be'er Mayim Chaim. Which is amazing. But the Rebbe says, this spiritual work, which basically means to take away the concealment of the world, take away the concealment of godliness, and through that the soul becomes Be'er Mayim Chaim, which is a very, very high level. The Rebbe says it's not enough, because so that's my main God, which is the first level. Be'er Mayim Chaim is the second level. If we would stop there, we think, okay, wonderful, our job is done. But the Torah doesn't stop there, and it says, the ultimate goal is that the soul should reach the level of a noisly min Lebanon, a whole new level. It's dripping down from where? From Lebanon. What does that mean? What does that mean, Lebanon? And the Rebbe explains like this. The Rebbe brings from Tanya, where the author explains, and also it's explained at length in a, a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the middle of the Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe, and the name of the Chassidic discourse is called Al Tatzar Asmoyav, that um, today, our Avoido, what's our spiritual work? What, what are we supposed to be busy with? We're supposed to be busy with transforming our emotions. Chesed, making sure chesed is, is refined. Gevura is, is, is used where it's supposed to be used. Tiferes is used where it's supposed to be used. And the right balance, etc. Netzah, choyd, yesoid, malchus. Our avoida today is to work on, on tra- and transforming our midos. Transforming our, our attributes. That's what our avoida is today. Why is that? Because it says in the prophets... Hashem made this against this. That means if you have a if you have a, um, a, a struggle or a challenge, because Hashem made something to overcome it. There's no such thing as a one. There's no such thing as a one way one way ticket. There's always two ways. You have a challenge. You have something to combat it. You have a combat. You have a way to deal with it. That's the way Hashem made the world. Now, what does that mean practically? You know, the world is like a mirror on the physical world, the spiritual world, everything in the world. And never there was like this. Just like in the spirit, in the physical world, Hashem gave us and instructed instructed us to take over the land of Israel, but only to 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 take over the land and to eradicate the seven nations of the world. Now, physically, they're nations, but we're not on that's on a physical level. On a spiritual level, we know conquering Eretz Yisrael means conquering our own land of Israel. We are all, every one of us is the land of Israel. And Hashem instructed us to get rid of the seven Midois, Zelumazel. We have the seven good emotions, and we have also the seven bad emotions. And our job is to refine the bad emotions that we have. However, the, the 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 last three of the ten, of the ten nations, which is in, 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 on the in the physical world, is Kani Knizibat Kanmoini, which corresponds to which three spheroids, Kesser, Chachman, Bina. Um, that Hashem didn't tell us to conquer. And when are we going to do that? That's going to be when Hashem is going to expand the borders of Israel. God willing, Mashiach comes. So the same thing also today. Our spiritual avoida is to conquer our emotions. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzachot, Yisod, Malchus, Kasser, Chachman, Bina, that's not our avoidance to ultimately completely conquer it. When are we going to conquer and transform our intellect? That's going to be Mashiach comes. Now, 
But to be clear, to be clear, because this is sometimes people get the wrong message. Again, just to be clear, what Rebbe is saying is like this. Our avoider is to transform our emotions. When will you transform my intellect? When Mashiach comes. So one's going to say, that's it, I shouldn't use my brain, I shouldn't use my chacham bin adas, I shouldn't use my keser. And Rebbe clarifies and he says very, very clearly as follows. It doesn't mean, God forbid, God forbid, to think that today we don't have to work with our intellect, to transform our intellect, that our chachma should be aligned with Hashem, our bina, our keser should be aligned with Hashem. <clears throat> in other words, why? Why can't you say that? Because in, the fact is, in order to transform your emotions of chesed, gebura, tiferes, netzach, choy, yisoyed, malchus, sure you have to work with your intellect. Sure you have to study. Sure you have to meditate. Like, for example, we know, it says in the Torah, we have a mitzvah to love Hashem. So the question is, how can you instruct someone to love Hashem? It's an emotion. Either you love Hashem or you don't love Hashem. Um, and you say you should love Hashem with your whole heart, with your soul, and with your whole might. How do you do it? And the answer is, you're right, Hashem can instruct you to love. But He instructs you to meditate first on Shema Yisrael. Realize Hashem, Alekeinu Hashem Echad. And when a person realizes the only real existence is Hashem, naturally you're going to love Hashem. So in other words, the, the, the meditation will cause us to transform our emotions. True, the goal is to love Hashem. But in order to love Hashem, you have to meditate. And the same thing also when we say Baruch Shein Kvayim Alchusayleilamvad, we're blessing Hashem, and we, when we meditate on Baruch Shein Kvayim we meditate on that. Then we'll come to loving Hashem, and like the Rambam says clearly, which is a Jewish law, it's not the philosophy. That what's the way for us practically? If we want to love Hashem and we want to be in awe of Hashem, so the Rambam, it's a Jewish law, practical. He says when you meditate. So you see clearly, in order for love to work, in order to transform your emotions, you have to meditate, you have to use your intellect, you have to use Kasser and Chachmamino. And um, as a matter of fact, if you look in the Rambam, he goes into, into specific of the meditation and he uses all three levels of Chabad, Chachma, Bina, and Das. And he says, he uses the terms. When, when a person uses Boinen, which is our idea of Bina, and then you're going to use the term of Chachma, and then he uses the idea of Leida. So he uses both, all three terms of Chachma, Bina, Das. So in other words, in order to have transformation of your emotions, you have to deal with your intellect. And what happens is, when a person actually meditates in a, in a sincere way, in a complete way, then you'll come to love Hashem. So someone says, I don't love Hashem. Okay, I get it. Meditate. Think about Hashem. Think about the fact that Hashem created the world, created you, maintains you, gives you everything you need. You're not going to love Hashem? It, so it doesn't start with love. Sure, it starts with med- meditation first. And like Dara brings, it's known the teaching of the Magadam is rich. And the way the altar explains it. When, when, when the verse says, you should love God your God. So the question is, like we discussed before, how can you love Hashem? How can Hashem command you to love Him? Hashem says, love Him. How can, you can't, either I love Him or I don't love Him. And the Magad of Mizrich explains that the commandment is, is on the meditation. So even though the mitzvah is to love Hashem, and the mitzvah is not to meditate, so the altar explains, very simple, because since when you meditate, you're automatically going to come to love Hashem. So therefore, by, by meditating, you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Yahafta. So what the Magadim is just saying is like this. How could Hashem command you to love? And the answer is you, through meditation. And when you, you're doing meditation, that's how you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Yahafta. So in other words, what comes out from this whole discussion... So even now, you do have the work to do with your intellect, meditation. 
and to study. But nevertheless, meditation and studying, it's not to transform and take full control of your intellect. It's to meditate so that you should have love, so that your emotions should be in line. And this is the basic difference between our spiritual work today and when Mashiach's going to come. Because right now the focus is on our, our emotions. Love for Hashem and Orbis. That's the focus. Yes, we use the intellect to, to refine our emotions. And it the purpose of the intellect is to refine our emotions. However, Mashiach comes, no, it's going to be about actually literally transforming our intellect. So based on this, the Rebbe explains beautifully what it says, noislim, it flows from Lebanon. Lebanon. What's the idea of Lebanon? It flows from Lebanon. Lebanon is referring to Kesar, Chachma, and Bina. What's the connection between Kesar, Chachma, and Bina and Lebanon? The Rebbe says very simply, because Lebanon is made up of two words, Lev, heart, and Nun. What's, what's heart and nun? So we know that there's, in the Kabbalah, it's brought down many places, that there's lamid bays. There's 32 uh, strands of Chachmah. So lave is connected, even though lave sounds like a heart, right? But lave is referring to the 32 strands of Chachmah. Nun is referring to the 50 gates of Bina. So we have already Chachmah and Bina. Lave is the 32 um, strands of Chachmah. Nun is the 50 gates of, of Bina. And what is the literal translation of Levonin? So besides the fact, which we know Levonin is referring to the temple, Beis because it says in the prophets, they brought Arzei HaLevonin, cedar from Lebanon. So you see that Lebanon is connected to Beis But also, that's, that's what it says in the prophet, but also Levonin literally means white. In other words, Lavon, the color Lavon is white. And it's a simple color. And so knows the, the literal translation of Lebanon is white. White is simplicity, it's clear. When you the color white, which sphere is it connected to? The sphere the color white is connected to the sphere of Kesser. Because Kesser is simplicity. In the ready, the other spheres, the other colors take place. And there's a whole study of colors according to Kabbalah. But right now we're studying which color? The color of white. The color of white is connected to Kesser because Kesser is simplicity. All different colors start after Kesser. Chachma binadas and emotions, etc. But in Kesser, it's white. So again, back to the point. So you see that Levonin is connected to what? Kesser, like the color of white, which is Kesser. Lev is connected to the 32 strands of Chachma. And Nun is connected to the 50 gates of Bina. So you have Kesser, Chachma, and Bina. And that's why Gerber says the ultimate is Benoislim in Levonin. Because what's Levonin referring to? It's referring to Kesser, Chachma, and Bina, which ultimately the goal is the ultimate completion of Kesser, Chachma, and Bina, which we're going to can take control over, God willing, when Mashiach comes in the future. Now, when is that going to happen? It's going to happen in the future. Like it says clearly, when Hashem is going to expand the borders of Israel, and then what's going to be our spiritual work? The work of intellect, that our mind should be refined. But Noizim Milabonim, Kesser, Chachma, and Bina is going to be totally one with Hashem. But what's our avoidant now? Now our spiritual work is to work with our emotions. And that's the that's the spiritual work of the of the second second part of the verse, Be'emayim Chaim. And it was by by working 
digging, taking off the concealments of the physical world, then we create Mayim Chayim, we create the living water, the sweet water, which is actually, we said, higher than Mayim Ganim. Because that's just, that, that, that's, that, that's just the straight from Hashem, but there's no effort, and without the effort, you don't get to the higher level. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully what it says in the verse, right afterwards, Be'er chafaru asarim, karu anadiveyam, referring to the well that they, that they dug. So the, what does chafarua mean? Rebbe explains chafaru asarim, who are the sarim, who are the officers that, that dug these wells? It's referring to the Avois, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now we know that Avois is only three, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, the fact is, every one of the Jewish people, we have the power and the inspiration from the, from the patriarchs. So therefore, in, with, the, with, with the fact that the Avois, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were busy digging wells, we have the power to dig our wells today, which means dig and work with our animal soul and our body to bring out the neshama, the sweet waters of our neshama. And the, and the verse has two different types of, of digging. One is chafaruha, and one is karua. What's the difference? Chafaruha is referring to taking off the, the, the thick, the hard part of the earth, which basically means it's, it's the it's the hard and the the ter- you know the, the hard the big darkness that we that we confront. And karua is referring to taking off more the refined darkness. Like for example, when things that are done by mistake, uh, which comes from obviously from the animal animal soul being uh, overly indulged, which is like a, more of a finer type of evil. But when we do our spiritual work of taking off the the heavy darkness, the heavy concealment, and the lighter concealment, then what do we have? We have the be'er ma'im chayim. We have the the, the living waters of sweet waters. Now, so the question is powerful. So we already have our plan. We have the way the neshama was on high. We have the neshama the way it comes down here and through the struggle become Be'erich Marim Chaim. And then we have the ultimate when Mashiach comes to, to, transform our, to transform our intellect. But nevertheless, and because our avoidance today is to transform our emotions, which is Be'erich Marim Chaim. So the question is, we're busy, we have a lot of work and we have heavy work. How do we do it? How do we have the power and the strength to deal with all this transformation and bringing out godliness and getting off the darkness off of us. And Rebbe says, the, 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 what gives us the energy and the fuel and the power to do what we have to do, it comes from prayer. When we pray, not just saying the words, our void is such feeling, when we pray, in other words, before we do any spiritual work, we have to always start off with a prayer. That's why before we start off our day, we pray. That's why we stop in the middle of the day, we pray. By night before we go to sleep, we pray. Before we eat, we make a blessing. It is, you always want to be praying. Praying is key. Why? He never explains very simply. Because when a person learns Torah, which is important to do, and do mitzvahs, but when a person learns Torah, so when a person's learning, so it brings out from within the person that you're a somebody. I understand, this is my opinion, etc. And you know it says clearly in the Talmud, Man Malka, who are the kings, so to speak, who are the leaders, the Rabbana, the rabbis. Because it creates a certain arrogance. So therefore, if you want to make sure that when you're learning, your learning should be in line with Hashem, you have to pray first. Because prayer creates an experience within the person, the person is bottled, the person is a level of acceptance. Up to the point where it says, Bittl Messias, like the person doesn't even exist, it's really all about Hashem. So that's first thing, you have to pray. Before you even pray, you have to meditate on the idea of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. That I'm placing Hashem before me always. So the first step is 
You have to place Hashem before you. Then prayer, and then you can study. And like the author writes in, his, in, 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 the, in the prayer book, which was the, well, Altar's prayer book is basically for everybody, that the, the meditation of Shibisi Hashem Lenegdi Samin, you have to do, you, you have to do before even you wash your hands in the morning. Even while, when you get up, your hands, we know, are still impure. You didn't wash Negel Vasar. You didn't wash your fingers yet. You didn't wash your hands. The first thing you have to take a minute and think, Shibisi Hashem Lenegdi Samin. Hashem is before me. Then from there you go to pray and then you go from the study. And after we do the proper introduction of again meditating on Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi, something to placing Hashem before me always, and then praying, then when you go to study Torah, then the studying is going to be the way it's supposed to be. Why? Because God forbid if it's lacking the introduction of prayer. So what happens is you can literally learn, like it says in Ethics of Our Fathers, unfortunately, you can be Megale Ponim Torah like Alacha. You can say things in the Torah which is not in line with the Jewish law. Where did that come from? And the answer is because you didn't pray first. But when a person prays, it's not about you. Whatever Hashem says, you're willing to accept. But God forbid, if you don't pray first, you can have blurred vision and skewed vision in what the Torah is saying. And like, for example, it says clearly in the Talmud, if a person is not meritorious, the Torah can become poison because you're not going to use it the right way. In other words, literally, the Torah will come to you for the person that, that, that uh, with the, not the proper direction. Why? Because again, you're lacking the introduction of prayer. And on the other hand, when a person prays first, and then, when you, and then, for example, before you learn Torah, you make the blessing. That means you're, you're, you're accepting the fact that the Torah is from Hashem. And when you learn, you learn in a way that um, you're learning with awe and respect for Hashem. And you're possibly even a little trembling because you're learning Hashem's Torah. And like Altaver explains the reason. Because the fact is when a person is learning, we know. So you're not just sitting at yourself and learning. You're sitting with a, fr- with, with a friend where you're learning by yourself with other people. Hashem is learning with you. Just like a Matan Torah. Just like a Matan Torah. Hashem said the Torah. He said the Ten Commandments. The same thing was every time you open up a prayer, a, a Mishnah, a Talmud, Chumash, and you're learning, Hashem is saying it with you. Shabbos says, one second. The fact is, by Matan Torah, there was big sounds, there was lightning, there was the whole, you know, light, light and sound show. But when you're learning now, you don't see lightning and you don't see all the sounds. But nevertheless, the awe and the trembling part that wasn't Matan Torah wasn't because of the lightning and the sound. The reason why there was lightning, the reason why there was light, the reason why people were in awe and trembling, not because of lightning and sound. The reason why we were awe and trembling is because the verse says clearly, by Yerid Hashem al Harsina, Hashem revealed himself. And the fact is today, when you sit and learn Torah by Yerid Hashem al-Harsinai, if you want to invite Hashem into your house, or into your office, wherever you are, in your car, wherever you are, your vacation, learn, Hashem will come there. Because the fact is, whoever sits and learns, Hashem learns with you. Learn, Hashem becomes your study partner. But how does that happen? By, by making sure before you learn to pray first. And then once you pray first, then you go from prayer to the, to, the, to the study hall and you learn Torah. And then you go from there and you do business. You bring Hashem into every part of your life. So in other words, by learning Torah, then what happens is you connect, you, you connect to Hashem and Hashem becomes part, part, part of your life. And through that, you're able to have the strength to bring God and godliness into the world. Because otherwise, you're like going through the world and it's dark and you don't have a flashlight. The flashlight is, gets opened and ignited by, by, by praying first. 
Based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully what the, the back to the, the, the beginning of the Hasidic discourse. What's what's the what's the song? Oz Yashri Yisrael. Then the Jewish people sang. In other words, what what's the verse afterwards? In order to be, in order to accomplish the spiritual work of digging in the ground and refining the ground and bringing out the godliness and bringing out the well and dealing with the, the with the darkness of the world and getting the sweet waters you need to have first the prayer and that's why he says az yashir why because what is shira what's real song song is prayer song is prayer and prayer is song and that's why what was it? everyone did it together not like by the shir from from the yam whereas moshe was separate and 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 the jewish people were separate why did everyone do it together because we know prayer has to be in the, in the community we need a minion you need more than a minion everyone prays together and when the person has the proper introduction of prayer then you'll be able to go ahead and dig and and deal with the darkness of life and the concealment of life you'll be able to transform those emotions that we have to do in this world up until Mashiach comes, and also transform the intellect which is connected to the emotions, up to the point where Mashiach comes, we'll be able to deal with the transforming the intellect itself. And like the Rambam says, when Mashiach comes, Yasigu Das Boyrom, our intellect will be able to comprehend the knowledge of Hashem, not only knowing Hashem and serving Hashem with our heart. But literally, the das of Hashem will be able to comprehend Hashem. Our intellect will be refined, that our intellect will see things the way Hashem sees it. Now, the fact is, that's what we're hoping for. But we all know the Antibah writes in Tanya, all the revelations of the future, when Mashiach comes, is dependent on our spiritual work now. Now, we have the power now to create the future. So therefore, since we have the power now to create the future. So therefore, since we want to prepare ourselves to transforming our intellect when Mashiach comes, we also need to start working on transforming our intellect. Even though we're not going to have full, full transformation until Mashiach comes, we have to start it. Since that's what we're going to have in the, in the future when Mashiach comes. And we do our work of trying to transform our intellect, comprehending Hashem, Hashem will give us back Midah, Kineged Midah. And we'll be able to... Um, draw in the powerful energy of the future of Kani, Knizi, Kadmoini of transforming our intellect because Hashem is going to expand the borders of the land of Israel when, it's, when we're going to have the redemption the true redemption the complete redemption through Mashiach Tzidkenu and let Him come and redeem us and it'll take us standing upright to Eretz Yisrael. And like the river finishes off beautifully, but Karayv Mamish will happen very, very soon and very, very quickly in a revealed way. So here you see another powerful, beautiful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe. And uh, again, there's powerful messages over here. And I think you see over here the real, our real avoid in this world. Our real avoid in this world is to to, to, to try to get through the darkness by transforming our emotions and we'll have all be sweet water and ultimately um, not only the not only sweet waterness but we'll ultimately will transform our intellect we'll see things the way Hashem wants us to see it and by working on transforming our intellect seeing what Hashem wants from us and like Jeremiah says by, by, by praying because praying will give us the humility to, to be able to uh, to have the power to transform the world we'll all merit like Jeremiah says that we'll have the um, re- revelation of Mashiach and we'll all be able to have true transformation of intellect and God willing next class will be in Yerushalayim Ira Kodesh with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.